Blessed one, welcome to Inspiring Word, a life-transforming encounter with the Word of God with Bishop Steve Asari. Bishop Steve Asari is the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, the Way Cathedral. Lighthouse Chapel International is part of the United Denomination, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Steve has a unique teaching gift and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now on Inspiring Word with Bishop Steve O. Asari. Let's share a word. Oh God, open our eyes that we may behold wondrous things from your law in the name of Jesus. Amen. Others is a subject. So just a short, this thing is a book called Others. A book about others. The opposite of others is who? Self. You. Yes. I don't think that, of course, we preach about you and about yourself. And often what is preached is how to take care of yourself and how to work on yourself, especially spiritually. Because... When it comes to self, I think we are very good at doing things for self. Is that not so? Like what? Sleeping for self. Eating for self. Shopping for self. Very good. So, shopping for self, you can stand in the shop and spend 1,000 CDs easily. When you come to church and you have to give an offering of 50, when they are receiving offering, why do you say, maybe five CDs, no, me move Yes. But you are the same person standing at the shop with 1,000 for yourself, and it was cool. But to give for others and give 1,000 or give 500 or even give 50 CDs, it's not you. In the church, you have made yourself a certified poor man. Self-certified, because I don't know who gave you the certificate for that. Yeah. And I've never also seen anywhere that they write the names of known, recognized, poor individuals. But what I see is known, recognized names of millionaires, billionaires, and millionaires, Africa's richest. I, mean, I was reading something about that recently. I thought I would see your name there. It's coming. Yes. Do you see? So if you make yourself, that's for me, my portion is poverty. Look, nobody will challenge you. You will stay there and you will have it and if people also learn things and wake up and they see that this is not something to be envied, you will be the reigning champion in the seat of poverty for all your life. Are you listening to me? So somebody mentioned shopping for self. That's what is bringing all this trouble because it is, it is very true that we can do other things for ourselves. But when it comes to giving... Giving to God, not even giving money to somebody. 
then you become the poorest suddenly. God is watching you. Yes. And he will confirm the confessions of your mouth and your actions for yourself. May God confirm it. Say amen. So, what Jesus did for others. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 to 39. Read it. Jesus said unto him, start from 36 so that the context will be better. 36. Master, which is the great commandment in the law? That's the question that one person came to ask Jesus. And Jesus' answer is in verse 37. Are you around? Are you here? Yes. The message of others is the message of love. Yes. That's why the opposite is self or selfishness. Selfish. If you don't love others, you're selfish. <laughs> so, somebody came to Jesus and asked, What is the great commandment? Commandments, Nipi Oho. Nyehine Mue Drupa. Ehunyapa. And Jesus didn't say that the greatest commandment is, Thou shalt show for thyself. And thou shalt sleep when thou want to sleep. And thou shalt not be disturbed by others. Don't disturb. Now. But he says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Then in verse 38, this is the first and the great commandment. Then he goes to 39 and says that the second one, the second most important is like unto it, is similar to this one. And what does it say? Thou shalt do what? Love thy neighbor as thyself. The way you love yourself, love your neighbor like that. And I know that some people also have a nice way of it's a sin for you to love your neighbor more than yourself. So if I do this, I've done well and it's okay. If I do more, I'm loving my neighbor more than myself and it's a sin. When did you ever get to loving anybody more than yourself? When? I mean, when? Where? Where did you get close to that? I have a doctrine that we should follow you. Do you see? Clever way of answering to things, but you shall love your neighbor just the way you love yourself. You will not hurt yourself. Why do you hurt your neighbor? When somebody gossips about you, it pains you because you'll be a cocoon once more, baby. And then you, dear, your mouth. You are always talking about people and saying other people's things. And you, you think that one is okay because it's not you. Some people are also so self that it's even difficult to discuss your issues with them. Because when I come to you, I say, look, there's this thing. This will help me. How do I solve this problem? And 
instead of thinking about me and my problem that I've brought to you, you start to know, then you bring your issues and that becomes the discussion. Have you met any situation like that before? Do you get it? So I, I need help in this. I've come to you. Then as you talk one, two, then you put your issue on the table. Yes. Then now that becomes the discussion. That's self. When you are helping others, it doesn't mean you don't have a problem. Sometimes the problem you are solving for somebody, you have the same problem. Yes. And maybe yours is even bigger. Often it's bigger, but it's like there's nothing. Hmm. So love your neighbor. That means love others, care about others. Give to others, help others. Do anything you can do for others, not just yourself. These people are pastors. And I've been saying it that if your husband is a pastor and you are very selfish, your husband can't do well as a pastor. Yes. Because a pastor is for others. Somebody said that, but me too, I'm a church member. You are one of the hundreds of church members that your pastor is looking after. And I'm the first church member. In any case, every day, your pastor is attending to you. Is that how it is for everybody? Every day they are attending to you, and it's still not enough. They should give all the attention to you. So, if you are a pastor's wife who is being appointed today, I'm preaching. Look, look at me, I'm preaching. Yes. Yes. And there are plenty. Ah, there's another one here too. Okay. It's a good message. I see my message is relevant because some of them are around. <laughs> to see who did he call today who sent a message you want to read every message you see when I preach like this I hear some of the ladies saying that he's just saying this so that we'll leave the men alone to go and misbehave. Who said we are around to misbehave? Who told you that? And if he decides to misbehave, when were you appointed a spiritual policeman or spiritual angel to come and take care that because you are looking at the phone so you won't talk to anybody again? And as you go looking for, you'll find. Oh, true. Yes, they, they are quoting scripture for it. <laughs> Ask and it shall be given. <laughs> Seek and you shall find. You will find. Definitely so. Why will you find? You'll find because your mind is already tuned to finding something. So when you see anything that smells a little, I say, yes, I've got it. Have you eaten? 
why should somebody ask your husband, have you eaten? Then that becomes a problem for you. Are you okay? Why is she asking you whether you are okay? I'm here with you. And you haven't told me you are not okay. So why is she the one asking you whether you are okay? That's why I said that when you seek, you will find. But a pastor's life is for others. Are you listening to me? A pastor's life is for others. So maybe you have dressed nicely. You have come here to be appointed. If your life cannot be given to others, you can resign right now. And there's a way out. Even wedding. We ask them whether they still want to marry or they want to go home. After they have dressed and come. Yes. When they are looking for you in the night for meeting, you are not there because your wife said it's late. You should come home. And this day, the way you don't come early since you were married, your wife is not happy, and even your wife's grandmother has been complaining about the way you come over late. Oh, no. Christianity is for others. Seven things Jesus did for others. Number one, Jesus thought about others, he thought about them. Because I'm telling you, if Jesus thought only about himself, he would not leave his glory in heaven. He didn't have any problem over there. Life was good. He was with the Father. I mean, nothing. And then he came on this earth and look at all the troubles that he went through. Even there was no hospital to be born in. He was born in a manger where goats are eating and they are defecating. That is where they put him. His arrival on this earth, it was trouble. The first day he arrived. What does he want here? Growing up and learning carpentry work. Have you done carpentry before? Do you think it's an easy job? It is not easy. That is why people go and buy things. Because the carpenters, if you ask them to do something, they will do something. (laughs) It's not easy. Sit down, pastor. And that is the job you are doing. Learning, then his father will whip him. No, this is not how to do it. Do it this way. It, it wasn't an easy job for him. And in his ministry, preaching, people facing him, Pharisees and all these people, that's all that he faced on this earth. To the time of his passion. Arrested, beaten, whipped, spat. Upon um, all kinds of evil things from sinners. That's why you hide on the cross. You hang on the cross and said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And we're reading that scripture in Matthew 26 recently. The prayer that he prayed in the garden. He said that God, if it is possible, change the program. Change the plan, Lord. I said I would die from the beginning, but hey, since I said the way I don't know, but is you. 
Look at all these wicked soldiers. And they are ready for me. This one, If you can change it. If there's something else you can do. Because they are wicked. Wicked people. That you want me to die for. Thank God he added another clause. Not my will. I tell you. Wickedness. But he didn't have to go through all these things. Why? Because his life was easy. So we as Christians, when you have some kind of life, you think it's an easy life. You are in your house. Everything is okay. You have your food to eat. Your house is okay. Why should I go around looking for others, looking for people, doing evangelism, talking to people, doing visitation? They, 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 they can go to hell. You will go to hell before them. Because if you don't think about others, you are likely to end up in the wrong place. And you'll be surprised that you are there. Yes, I'm preaching. He thought about them. All you are doing is about yourself. How to make life better. Philippians 2, 4. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Think about somebody. That's what the scripture is saying. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Some of us, our reputation is too high. You are so important that you can't bring yourself low. You see, you can't be very important and be a pastor. Yes. If you're a pastor, you are ready to make yourself of no reputation. Because you have to flow with everybody. You say, well, me, I flow with important people. You see, because of the way I am, I flow with important people. A time will come, you won't have anybody to flow with. Yes. Because most of the people in the church, they will not be at the level of your importance. Who are the people in the church? Many, is it not JSS, SS, young, young people that we have? Yes. Those who went to secondary school recently who have come on vacation, we had at many as about 150. Yes. Who graduated from JSS and entered SS recently. They are my church members. Yes. They are my church members. So if I'm looking for important people, where are they? Somebody made a comment. Is it the church? If you are not important, they don't mind you. Well, although every comment is important, I mean, my first reaction is what stupid statement is that? But later on, I said, anything anybody says, you have to listen and you have to examine and you have to do something about it. Yes. That I didn't understand. Who are the important people? Is it not we? 
the people I flow with. Here, Jesus says, the person I said, why are you in the church? She's supposed to go to school. And I know that she's supposed to be in school. And she's sitting in church. That's why I'm asking the question. If I was flowing with only important people like Benji, how would I know these people? Pastor Benji. The real Pastor Benji. Yes, yes. This is the real Pastor Benji. Yes, the real Pastor Benji. <laughs> yeah. No reputation. And took upon him the form of a servant. And was made in the likeness of men. Because he's not a man. He is God. Yes. But he was made in the likeness of men. So he can come and be with us over here. And live the life that we are living. Yes. The form of a servant. Can you be a servant to other people? Oh, yeah. It is, oh, they should go to hell. It's their problem. It's not my problem. That's not how it works. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. Even God is humbling himself. And you are still so proud because of your education. Your name. Your what? Marital status. How many wives do you have? <laughs> Where you work. Because you are so important. They don't have to expect you in the church at certain times. Because of your work. Do you see? He humbled himself and became obedient unto death. Even the death on the cross. Hallelujah. Put the next verse. I like it so that we see. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him. Mm. And given him a name which is above every name. Continue. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. When you make yourself nothing, then God makes you something. Yes. Serving God is humility. And God himself will bring you to the place where you have to be. Not you forcing yourself to put yourself here or there. It is God who will bring you there. As you think about others. Number two. Jesus came to this world for others. Yeah. Jesus came for others. Is that not so? Yes. John 10, 10. He said the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am here so that somebody will have life. You will leave your home, the comfort of your home, and go to the street or enter somebody's home or look for some people and you say that I am okay where I live, but I've come here so that others will also see life. 
others will have life. So that others will be born again. So that others will know the Lord. So that others will come to the place of salvation. It's a sacrifice. That's why Jesus came. He came for you. He came to help you. Mm. He came for others. So I'm talking about our core work as Christians. We are working for people who we don't know. They are not our children. They are not our brothers. They are not our sisters. We don't know them anywhere. But we are going all the way everywhere. To the street, to the highways, to the byways, to the homes, to every place. Just so that somebody will be saved. Jesus said that I have come here so that people will be saved. That they will have life and have the real life. That's why Jesus came. And you should also be able to say, I'm a Christian here so that others will be saved. Others will be helped. If you cannot be a shepherd in the church, we talk about a central leader, you can't do. Uh, this one leader, you can't do. You can't be anything. It is because of selfishness. And so, me, I don't know the Bible. I can't preach. I can't. It is not all your reasons. They are fake. When you go and talk to people and say, look, we are bringing a bus here to take you to church. Do you, know, do you need Genesis to Revelation to say that? It's fake. When you're real. Yes. People are in churches. They will not get themselves involved in the church. Because when you get involved, oh, they will ask you to do this and do that. So me, when I come, I sit at the back. When they share the grace, then I'm all afraid. It's selfishness. You don't think about others. That's why. It's not because you don't have time. It's not because you, don't, you, you are important. Or because of your job or your boss or anything. It's because you are selfish. Selfish. I said anybody who can bring himself down. Jesus said that I have come from heaven so that other people will have life. You too, you should say that I've come to the church. I've become a Christian so that other people will be helped by me. If you can't put yourself in that place, you are so far away from Jesus. You are so different. And I'm very surprised about you. And anybody who can't put his foot forward that I'm here to serve God and do something for God, that's the problem you have. You are in the church. You know, when I came across that, I was very surprised that somebody in the church is trying to do something in the church, sing in the choir and things. But the mind is that, look, if you do this thing too much, they will make you a lady pastor. So me, I don't want it. Just up to here, I want to do. It's selfishness. And it's devilish. Some devil is ministering in you. And devil is leading you that you don't want to put your life down. That Jesus left his glory above and came so that you have life. And you say that me, I don't want to do anything that will push me into being there for people. Our life is there for people. That's the job we do. I was saying in the first service that God shows kindness to the pastors. Yes. Because we used to hear that pastors' children don't do well. They are uh, what? They are bad boys. They don't turn out well and things. And it is, it is true. Or 
Should I say it is true? It's possible. Because you find out that you don't even have so much time to be with them as others who have time do. Yes. To bring them up. To, 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 to pour yourself into them. To see to what they are doing. Where is their homework? Where is this? And where is that? And what is But somehow, God has also blessed us. Yes. And if I look at pastor's children in our church, bishop's children, I mean, I know them, what they do and everything and how the children have turned out. You can see the hand of God and the blessing of God in the children. I'm telling you, the blessing of God. It is only the blessing of God. Yes. My children, there are three. Two of them are pastors. Yes. But normally what they say is that they reject and they hate the job of their, their father, especially if they are a pastor. But they love it. One is on missions, as I'm speaking right now. Yes. Is it not a blessing? It's a blessing. God will take care of you. As you take care of others, God will take care of you. You see, when you even try hard to take care of your own things, you see that you, you, you don't have control. You can't do anything. I've had an issue with an elderly lady. We've been talking and it's been very wild. Because he had looked after this child who is a grandchild for years. And now it's as if the child is not flowing with her anymore. She's this, she's that, and it's become a wild something. You see, then I noticed that, look, unless God comes through to turn the heart of the child to the father, to the guardian, or to whatever, that she's there just screaming, talking with her on phone, and she's screaming. Your children will never do that to you. As you serve God and you give your time to others, God will take care of your own. They will turn out well. They will do well. Angels will help them to do their homework, even if you are not there. And they'll be very brilliant. Brilliant children. I'm telling you. No, 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 no. It will not happen to you. No, it will not happen to you. As you take care of other people, God will take care of yourself. So that's that. Seven God is for others. And if you are a wife and your husband is a pastor, allow your husband to serve God instead of fifteen the phone. Go on your knees and pray. Because if you hear that he's in a hotel with a girl in Tema, and you start driving on the motorway to go and catch him over there, you are just about to end your, your life on the motorway. This is a real thing that happened. I knew one that she went and broke her leg, chasing after. Yes. And then I was told that there was a more a current one of death. 
So pastors work. May God help us. Number three. Jesus loved others. Most people simply love their own husband, their wives, and their children. Some people show great love for their extended family. Some people have a strong and extraordinary love for their tribes. Mm. But Jesus Christ loved this whole world full of wicked people. This great love for others is the exact opposite of the human selfishness which has destroyed our world. The church of Jesus Christ is also almost destroyed because of the great selfishness that has consumed the prosperous church. The church has become weak because of its selfishness and self-centeredness. Other religions have taken over last sessions of this world while the church of Jesus Christ has been reduced to groupings amongst rich city dwellers. Yes. Do you see? So, people love what they love. Me, my wife, and myself. Me, my husband, and my children. Yes. If it has to do with my husband, hey, you dare not. If it has to do with my children, you dare not. If it's somebody's child, they can go to hell. Yeah. But that is not what God is teaching us. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Is that not the scripture you know? I pray that this will be the qualifying scripture for heaven so that a lot of us can make it. Because when I'm for John 3, 16, no, the John 3, 17, Many of us ever catch you or you into me in Kobio. But if you understand what it is, God loved others, wicked people. And we also have, you know, some stereotypes on our minds about people. This person is like this, this one is like this, this tribe is like that. Uh, the person you are helping is from this tribe. Hey, then you are in trouble. No, 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 no. God doesn't have that. He loves the whole world. Good people, he loved bad people, he loved everybody. And it is because of this show of love. That is why we are here and we are in church. Because we, we are not part of it. We didn't belong. God's people are the people of Israel, the Jews. If you read the Bible, you see it very clearly. And they are a unique people until today. God has been with them right from the beginning when he called Abraham and Isaac and Jacob gave birth to the 12 sons. When you are married and you are born in plenty, don't worry. Maybe you are giving birth to a nation that God is making because this man was having a lot of children around, but uh-huh. not planned that so. God knew what he was doing with all these people. And God has been with them. Actually, the point of it is not division, but the point of, let me call it departure, because that's how Romans 
uh, the book of Romans called it. Or let me rather call it the point of inclusion for us is the coming of Christ. Yes. If it looks like Israel had lost, has lost their position somehow, it is Christ. He is the bone of contention. Because they were there. They were with God. God had prophet talking with them, doing things with them. Then somebody came. He says he's the Messiah. He said, this guy, we know his father. We know his mother. The carpenter's son. And the mother too was doing God at the side there. I mean, uh, somebody said that is this not his brother. And that and the sister, one of the sisters, was my girlfriend before. And how do you say that you are the son of God? That is the point of contention and therefore inclusion. Yes. Oh, yes. I mean, we believe. The Jews don't believe in Jesus as the son of God, as it is today. And that's why the book of Romans argues that it is their own belief that has rather made a way for us to be engrafted in and to be part of the plan of God. But otherwise we were not. That they are special, even up to today, where they live, you see where they are. A nation that is surrounded by enemies. And enemies who have vowed that we would extinguish these people, wipe them, annihilate them, Take them off the face of the earth that they will not live again. But many times they have tried. It doesn't work for them. Do you know why they don't fight them anymore? Every time they attempt to wipe them off, they wipe off some of their land and add it to them. (laughs) Israel gets better (laughs) when the enemies come to fight. They get more land. Yes. So they have also watched it carefully and said that, look, the people, they are also not so many. But when we try, we lose out to them. So now, we also can't live with them. Let's watch them and see. So they are there. In the midst of God, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That's exactly what is happening to them as a nation. Whilst others are running to IMF. Israel is a complete desert. If you see any green, somebody has put water under. That's why there's green there. There's no green. It's, it's, it's an arid land, desert land. Anything green means there's some irrigation under there. But even today, they are one of the greatest agri-nations in the world. Yes. Yes. A Greek. A Greek. A fool. Yes, famine. And food. And you see another country. Everywhere is green. You don't need to put water under. You don't need to put fertilizer. It's green. Anything you put there, it begins to grow. And you watch them. And you are amazed that they are the poorest. In terms of even food that they will eat, they don't have. 
they have to import food from the desert. Yes. I don't know, but I'm sure that they give us some food to eat. Maybe some fruits or I don't know. So you can see a people with their God. But God loved the world that he has also given us a chance. Have some place in your heart for the world. There must be a place in your heart for the world. Somebody who is not your father, your mother, your husband, your uh, relative, your brother, but you love. You can give. You can help. Don't say that, look, me, I pay my children's school fees. I don't know why you two, I have to pay your school fees for you. Who born you? Go and look for the person who born you to pay your fees. God has blessed you so you can also be a blessing to other people. When you have this one and that one and that one that you are paying fees because of you, they are going to school. What a blessing. I said, what a blessing. What a blessing. Yes. Next one. Jesus served others. Matthew 20, 28, our verse. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. You have to serve. You have to work. You have to humble yourself. You have to do many jobs. There are no big jobs in the church. True. The church doesn't have very important jobs that you sit behind a big desk with a swivel chair and air conditioning and you are rolling it from here to there and people come in here. Those jobs are not the jobs in the church. Are evangelism. Walking on the street and talking to people. Entering homes and preaching to people. That's the job. The job of the church is taking a bus and organizing people on the bus and bringing them to church. It's, it's not a great job. If you are looking for great ones, they are not here. You should go to a Flagstaff house. I'm sure you get some like that. But in the kingdom and in the house of God, it is cleaning the church. Dating yourself. Cleaning the church. Arranging chairs. Doing things. Playing instruments. Hey. Being a sound controller. That they are facing every day. <laughs> yeah, they, they, I just come to church. I'm helping by doing sound. Every day they are facing me. The sound is not good. Can you look? Come and stand on the stage. And you listen. Do you like what you are hearing? Uh, why, why the sound? Balance the sound. What is balance the sound? Release, release me. Release me. Which one too is that? When did I imprison you? Small job that I came to the church, I'm helping. Look at all the troubles. If you are not humble, you can't do this. You will not be able to do anything, I tell you. It's just humility. The son of God, he didn't come to serve, to be saved, but he came to serve. And I don't know where your service is. Big man is him. No. Look, if you make a big man, 
yourself a big man. You start fighting the pastor of the church and the things that are done in the church because you always have your own idea which is better than what the pastor is doing at the moment. You understand? You always have something that ah, this thing could have been. And you are criticizing everything. But we are here to serve. You must have something that you put your hand to. A plow that you are behind. And you are moving. And you are not looking back. That is how you have a great reward in heaven. I finished. Let me finish. Number five. Jesus lived for others. Hmm. For the love of God, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 14, constraineth us because we that judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. That those who live will from now on not live to themselves. I'm happy I'm preaching this thing for wise you people are here. Yes. Not to live for yourself. But to live for God. And when you live for God, God so loved the world, you will love the world also. And you will live for other people. Your, 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 your life will make sense to people. You see, it must be that the day you die, there should be confusion at the funeral. And the confusion is that everybody says they have something to say about you. Yes, that's a confusion. Not confusion like family people are fighting over your dead body. But confusion like this wants to say something, that wants to say something, that one has a testimony. And when they come and stand there, they are talking about how you have helped them in their life and how they are where they are because of you. Yeah. There must be many people like that. Ask your friend, how many of such do you have? And the point also is that you will not even know. Because as you live for others, you can't tell the impact of your life on other people. Sometimes people speak, and then you, 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 you realize that, oh, so this thing has such an effect you didn't even know. Or even what they said you did or said, you don't even remember at all. At all. So there must be a strength of human persons. Yes. Long line. Everybody says, look, I will not allow this man to enter the grave unless I see what when they are trying to carry you, people block the way and say that we haven't finished with our testimonies and our tributes about this person. You can't carry him away. Cool. I'm not talking about family feuds over something that is dead and useless. Come and fight. This one won't and this one won't. We hear tuning, son. We hear tuning. I know we hear tuning. Now, we are now the corner. So, what could they call you? Or you go for funeral. Somebody was telling me they bought coffin for the, when they got there, they couldn't get the body to put in the coffin. Because the body has been taken by some other group and they have bought their own coffin. And I don't even know what they did with the coffin that they bought. 
the thing had been swept into another coffin. And your co- empty coffin, you can't go and put it down and wait till the next person dies so that you use it. I don't know whether you can do that. Or go and sell it. I don't know. Is it not a burden you have? Now, what do you do with a coffin that the person didn't sleep in? Don't live for yourself. Live for God. I said live for God. I said live for God. And allow God to direct your life. And allow God to lead you because he will lead you to the right place. Jeremiah 29, 11. Put it there. Read it. One, two. For I know the thoughts. I think toward you, said the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to bring you to an expected end. God says that. Yes. About you. When I know what I'm doing for you. You see, and when God is doing it, it's not always sweet too. God doesn't take you, you because he has a good thought and everything is just smooth and sweet to the end. No, no, no. You are the one who will go through a lot of valleys and a lot of mountains who face you and a lot of issues here and there. Even the troubles that you are having, they are a testimony that God is with you because every time you go into some trouble, because God is there, you come out and you are victorious. You never get stuck in there. You have one problem or the other, and because of that, if God was with me, why should this happen? If God was there, I mean, don't ever say that. If God was there, why this? Because God is there, that's why it's happening to you. Because there's no temptation that's overtaking man, which is not common. Every temptation is called common to man. What's happening to you is not a special thing. It's common to man. And God will not allow you to meet a temptation unless he has assessed you and he knows that you have the power to meet it. Yes. And even beyond that, he said, in, and in the temptation, he makes a way of escape. There's some open window. No, will push you through the window, then you are out of it like that. Yes. When the trouble comes, then you say, God has forsaken me. No, 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 no. God has not. Even Jesus, he, he, he was making that mistake at the point. My God, my God. Who are he? <laughs> Why has thou forsaken me this time? Maybe he actually forsook him too. Because they explained that the darkness, when you read Matthew, when he was crucified, he said darkness came for three hours. And that God couldn't look on the sin of man and what they have done to his son. So then the darkness came to cover it. That's how people explain the darkness. So perhaps he actually did. Hmm. Number six. Jesus helped others. Acts 10.38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Will you help others? That's all the core. Help others to be saved. Number seven, Jesus died for others. Matthew 26, 28, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed 
for many for the remission of sins. Will you die for others? Will you die for others? I mean, human beings are like this man who always used to assure his wife, I am for you, my life is for you, I'll die for you, anything that comes, I'm dead. Then one day they were attacked by armed robbers. And this guy jumped into the deep freezer, which was not being used, so it wasn't good. And hid and he heard what was going on, beating his wife and everything, and he was inside there. When everything was over, then he came out. And the woman said, do you say you die for me? He said, yes, I want to die for you, not for armed robbers. That's why I went to hide <laughs> Not long ago, there was some shooting in Kenya. Uh, uh, which shop is that? Westgate Mall. And there's somebody who knew the people. So a man and his wife, they were in the mall when the thing came. And the man managed to jump the wall. I think they even had a child. This will be only one or catch me. And he went. And the shooting was he was Tilo. Away bus. What is happening in there? Fortunately, the wife was able to go and hide under a bus. I don't know whether there was a baby. I think there was. And then when the thing was over, she came out. Later, if you go to meet the man, your own, (laughs) what you think and what you do. And maybe God has not called you to literally die for somebody. And please, if you have a beloved, don't say, I'll die for you. That's what Peter said. Jesus said, look, all of you are going to run away. I'll be left away. He said, what do you mean by that? Me. I am here with you to the end. If it, even if it is death, I will die with you. Now, when the time came, he said, this man, I don't know him. I've never seen him before. So please don't make, open your mouth because of so-called love that you can't control. He said, I'll die for you. I'll do this and I'll do that. Said, Take it easy. The time can you see that it's not, but I'm saying that maybe not literal death, but it is also an expression of the extent to which you are giving your life to God, even unto death. Because self preservation will also not allow you to advance. You won't go because it's risky. You won't do this because it's that. You won't do that because of this. Sometimes you are there, pastor. They will call you in the night. Yes. It's risky to go. Huh? You have called me in the night. But your husband is a bishop. Where was he at the time? <laughs> I didn't tell you that your husband is there, so then I made a mistake. <laughs> you call yourself. Your husband is there, mom. One day, somebody called me in the middle of the night. And as we were talking on the phone in the background, only confusion. 
I could hear, hey, 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 hey. something is happening in the place. About 1 a.m. Yeah. If I go out, I'll die. So I won't go. You have to do something. That one, I didn't go. But I called my two pastors who were close to that place, go and see. So they went and they called me. The woman had sort of, I don't know, lost her mind and was just screaming and if you approaching a bike, I saw a border more Ghana. Yeah. Yes, but she became okay. That's the work. That's the work. Sometimes it's not nice, sometimes it's risky, sometimes it's everything. But when you think of others, God will love you and God will take you high up. Ah, I haven't given you my one verse. Job 42, verse 10. Let me give you that one and then. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for others. Can you see it? Yeah. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. You know the story of Job. Everything had gone bad. He's sick. He's dying. He's not dying. I mean, his whole body is gone and everything and what Job needed to do was to pray for himself so that he would be healed. I'm sure for all, I don't know how many days, do you know how many days he was in that situation? He had been praying, maybe he was praying for himself and confessing his sins because his friends said that he had sinned. That's why the trouble had come and did everything. But the only time that God brought healing and God brought a turnaround in his life was the time he prayed for others. Yes. When you pray for others, God solves you your own problem for you. When you look at the welfare of others, God also looks for your welfare. And he will do exceeding abundantly above what you can ask and what you can think of for yourself. That's what God is doing. I was talking about this. The, the, a man, a person who is in this church was very sick, had um, terminal something of liver and complicated. I was here and he came. He showed me his lab report like this. On the report, everything is red. Doctor, everything is red. When you are within range, we are normal, you are drawn a black. We are out of range, you are drawn a red, a too high, and now too low. Red, red means ubiu. Yes. Yes. I tell you, liver and things, red, 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 red. And he came to show it to me. Almost like I knew that he had not been well until I didn't know what it was. And it's like, look, baby, I have to come and let you know that this is what it is. It's all red. I'm going. Yeah. I felt it so much inside. I was praying for him. But there was a night, we were having all night here. I called him, he was on this side, early on in this church, and he came. And I prayed for him. He's alive, he's walking around today. Later he brought the same lab test that the thing has changed. Now this, you see, the other one 
a progression. So he had this, red, 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 then this, more red, then this, red, 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 red. Then this time, more blacks have come into the thing. More blacks. And I think he did another one, and it's like almost all black. Yes. Got turned it around. But the reason why I'm talking about this is something important. When I called him here and prayed for him, later we talked after the thing turned around it. And he told me that that day, that night that I called him in the all night, he was just praying for people. Yes. He said he, he didn't pray one moment for himself. I mean, somebody who is at the brink of death, is that the next thing is that you are down and you won't get up again. Dr. Wahabi Sano, if your liver is gone, what will happen to you? But he said, I was, I was praying for people. I was praying for this. I was praying for that. I was praying for other things. He said, I didn't pray one moment for myself. And as he said the thing, it stuck with me. Yes. That when Job prayed for his friends, for others, then God turned his captivity. May God turn your own captivity as you now begin to think of others, how to help others, how to pray for others, how to get them saved, how to get them established, how to make life work better for them, how to help somebody, somebody who is not connected even to you. But you are doing your best for the person, not expecting even any return from that person or from any related whatever. But I'm just doing it for God. What I'm doing, I'm doing it for God. Stop the selfishness and the wickedness and think about others. And when you think about others, God will th- think about you. And he will turn your captivity around and he will give you twice as much as you had before if there is anything you lost or you have lost or any prayer that you have prayed the time to even get a breakthrough is when you think of others arise i'll finish thank you jesus lift your hands and pray for yourself let the spirit of love and concern for others how they'll be saved how they will be established, how they will know God, how they will go to heaven, how they will do well. Let it be what is in my heart and what is on my heart. My life for others, my moment for others, my days for others, my strength for others, my money for others, my wisdom for others. I'm looking for how I can be useful. How I can be useful to somebody. How I can help somebody. How I can make somebody do well. How people can do well. And whatever God wants to me to do and wants to use me for. How others can be held by me. And can be taken forward by me. That is my prayer. If that's your prayer, just lift your hand and pray. That when God prayed for others. God, when Job prayed for others. God tend his captivity. May that captivity of yours be turned round. May it change. Change direction. Change direction. Change intensity. Change where it's going. Because 
God has used you to think of others and to be a blessing to others. As God blesses you, He told Abraham that I will bless you and you shall be a blessing. Pray that God will make you a blessing. You'll be a blessing. You'll be a blessing. You'll be a blessing. In your life, you'll be a blessing to somebody and other people's life. Thank you. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Heal us of selfishness. Self-centeredness. Self-preservation. Let the self die. Die. And let God be our focus. And cause us, oh God, to love what God loves. Love, Lord. To love what you love. To follow what your eyes are on. To follow. And to do what you want to be done. Thank you. Thank you. For your great mercy. Great mercy. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now close your eyes with me. Somebody is here, you must be born again. And today is the day the Lord has said for you to be born again. You came into this house. Maybe you came to this church. I don't know whether you've been coming or this is your first time being here. But God has said it that today you should receive his mercy and his love. You can be born again. And you must be born again today. If you are here, you need Jesus. You say, Pastor, pray for me. I want my name to be written in the book of life. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. Pastor Pompai Mami. Nien chuo mi diwa nkwa humenim. Nien yume nkwa. Mami nkwa hell. Ah, meko heaven. Uwa hafsa, maonsani fanso. Lift your right hand up like this and I'm praying for you anybody anywhere remember that tomorrow may be too late for you if you miss this chance I don't know what other chance you have but this is your chance today because God is ministering to you today if you are here like that lift up your right hand up high up high up high God bless you up high God bless you father every hand that is lifted up let there be a turn around in their lives in the name of Jesus. Now do one more thing for me. Your hand is lifted up. Come to me in front here. I'm praying for you right here. Come, yes. Don't talk to anybody. Don't ask anybody any question. But just take a decision for God today. Come. Come quickly. Come to Jesus. Sing it. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. God bless you. Come to Jesus. God bless you. Come to Jesus. Today is your day. If you wait tomorrow, it may be too late. I may not be there to help you. But today I'm here to help you. Come to Jesus. Come quickly. Come quickly. Come quickly. God bless you. Let's pray. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart today. Forgive me my sins. Wash me in the blood. Write my name in the book of life. From today, I belong to Jesus. I will serve Jesus. I will follow Jesus. Say thank you, Lord, for saving me today. Na sacrament. Na yemini pafufro. Infineko. 
medi yesu echi menkwana nyina kasa urade medawase se wache me let everyone under the sound of my voice become the spotlight spotlight yes lord raise them up and lift them up and let them shine and let the people in the family look up to them look up to because there's something great that you have done in your life Prophesy. Bless oh God. Bless oh God. Bless oh God. Anybody who is a victim of family disease Jesus. and family cares. Jesus. Thank you that the person is free today. Amen. You are free today. You are free today. You are free today. Divorces in the family, you are free. Death in the family, you are free. The cancers in the family, the high blood pressure, the blood disease. Hey, and the things that hey, run hey, through hey, you are free you are free you are free you are free you are here you are delivered you are free you are free in the name of jesus prophesy prophesy i'm you i'm delivered i'm delivered waywardness of children jesus your children shall not be wayward oh yes oh yes and in a child that is wayward in your family Jesus. i stand behind this pulpit and i speak into speak that family maybe they have gone very now, far now, now. they are uncontrollable no, no, no. but oh god bring them back in the name of jesus and I pray for special protection upon the children. Let the children be protected. Let the children be kept safe. Let God's hand be upon the children. The pastor's children. The bishop's children. The shepherd's children. The serious Christian children. Everyone that calls upon you, their children. Let a special blessing pour. My God. Oh, I like you. You will prophecy. never have oh, yes. children. Oh, yes. Your children will know God. Amen. Your children will serve God. Prophesy. Your children will follow Prophesy. God. Your children will live for God. Oh, yes. And I pray. Oh, yes. For somebody who is looking forward to marriage. Oh, yes. Open the door. Open Amen. the door. Lord. By this covenant hey. of the blood, yes, of the blood and of the body. Of the body. Hey. Let the door to marriage hey. open hey. now. Hey. Let the door to marriage open now. Let the door to marriage open now. Now, God. Now, God. Now, God. And I pray. Pray. For one that is married and is looking for children. Jesus, hey, oh yes. Open that door. Hey, Amen. Let hey, the blessing hey, now bless begin hey. to flow. Yes. It doesn't matter how many years it has no, been. No, no, no. Abraham prayed for so many years yes. and it came when he was hundred. It's not too late for not you. Late. Now let that door of blessing to children open for you and God bless them. Bless Do a miracle for them. A miracle, Lord. And thank you that it 
it is done. Thank you that it is done. Lift your hands and thank God for the miracles. We bless you. Thank you for the blessing. Thank you for the blessing that we need. The blessing of God. Whatever is a barrier in the way is broken already. Wherever they said you cannot go, the door is now open. And you can move through and you can break through. And you can touch what you have to touch. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for great and mighty blessings. Mighty blessings. Amen. God bless you. God bless you for listening. We invite you to join us this Sunday. Our Doxa service is at 7.45 a.m. and Victory service at 10 a.m. Our Victory prayer service is on Saturdays at 6 a.m. Like and subscribe to Bishop Steve Asari-DHMM on Facebook and YouTube and Lighthouse Chapel International-HQ. May God bless you and protect you. Angels cry, singing holy. Yeah.